Well, hello and welcome to Shoot Talk. I'm Thomas, and I'm so glad you're along for the show today. This episode of Shoot Talk is sponsored by Canyon West Guitars in downtown Nampa, Idaho. Since 2011, Canyon West has been dedicated to providing you the best possible options in musical instrument, instrument repairs and setups, and individualized private lessons, because you rock and we'll help you prove it. My guest today is none other than the first lady of rodeo in the gym state. She's a hands hand who's equally at home in the backcountry as she is in the biggest rodeo arenas in the world and holds the 43rd state in first place wherever she carries her sash and crown. I'm so happy to welcome to Shoot Talk today, your Miss Rodeo Idaho 2023 from Buell, Idaho, Lydia Rose Miller. Lydia, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you this morning? You know, I have to keep my space heater off in the studio here when I'm recording, so I'm actually freezing. I'm happy for my coffee. Well, let me tell you, I've got a space heater here in my leather shop where we're doing our video today, so I feel you there. The software that you're using to record actually will cut that noise out, so feel free to be nice and, and comfy. <laughs> Rodeo Road finds you at home today? Yes, I am home for the week for spring break. I get to spend a little time with my family and a little bit of downtime to study and prepare and get ready for the next big show. So. All right. So before we talk about the next big show, let's talk about where you've been since you started your reign as Miss Rodeo Idaho. You've been to all all the big shows that, that we typically go to, right? So run me through some of those and uh, some of the fun you got to have. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of people may not know this, but my first airplane ride was this year at, to my first event. I got to go down to Dallas for what we call market. And then right after that, I came home for maybe three days and flew off to Denver. For I went to Steamboat for the Cowboy Downhill, got to experience the National Western Stock Show. And that was a lot of fun. They definitely put us to work right off the bat, and I loved every second of it. And after that, I got to hit the road and head to Rodeo Rapid City in South Dakota. And then I flew all the way down to the Silver Spurs Rodeo in Kissimmee, Florida, before coming back to Grand Island, Nebraska. So I've been kind of all over. So you actually went from being a first-time flyer to a frequent flyer almost automatically. Yes, I learned very quickly, but I've come to really enjoy it. I, I love flying now. And you say they put you to work right away. Uh, talk about the, the work that you do at these rodeos. So, for example, at the National Western Stock Show, they had us doing a variety of jobs, whether it was carrying sponsor flags during the rodeo itself to helping with the gold buckles seating, which is the front row seats. We got to help people find their find their way and get to visit with fans and introduce some of them to the sport as it was their first time coming to a rodeo. So that was a, a huge thing for me, getting to bring more fans to the sport. And I mean, there's a variety of things from signing autographs to just visiting with the crowd. Do you notice a culture change in some of these other rodeos uh, as you as you spread your wings a little bit, almost literally? underneath your hat and and in the sky. Uh, do you notice a culture change as, as you go from place to place? Maybe a little bit, just in the sense that being from different areas, I guess we get kind of used to to our folks around home. And, you know, it's, it's fun to learn about different people and the places that they're from. But once you get in that rodeo setting, in that arena, in that stadium, it's like the family comes together again and it just comes right back to rodeo. And that's what I love about it, about the sport, is the family orientation behind it. Yeah, that's one of the things I've noticed, too. When I get out of the area, there's a different feel. There's not the same people around you that maybe you know that you see at all your rodeos. But then once things get going, it just flows. Yes, and it's amazing the people that you'll run into that you never thought you would have seen in those areas and those places. And one of those stories that I have is actually, I don't know if you've seen my little plastic Idaho pig named Tater. 
Um, the funny mm-hmm. story behind that is he's a farm toy. My dad used to have these and we kept them in a suitcase. And when I had the fly, I grabbed that suitcase, thought I emptied them all out. And this little pig ac- accidentally went with me on all of my travels. So I had to name him. And when I went to Denver, I had taken a few photos with him, didn't think much of it, thought it was kind of a fun little thing. And when I went to Rapid City, this girl comes up to me and she says, who's the girl with the pig? And we were all kind of like, wait, what are you talking about? And then it was like, oh, yes, that's me. I have Tater. And so I got to take a picture with her. But what are the odds of running into that same person in Denver and in Rapid City, South Dakota? It was just amazing. That That is a little crazy. And especially the fact that it was accidental uh, yeah. for that to happen. But that's the fun part of your job is making those connections. There, There's a lot of hard work that goes into rodeo queening. And, and we'll talk about that. But you get to really have some fun doing what you're doing as well. Yes, for sure. Every place that we've gone, whether it's the state queen there or her board, have helped put together so many fun opportunities for us. Like in Rapid City, we got to go to so many different locations around their state. We went to, of course, Mount Rushmore, but then we got to see the wind caves, which was kind of a highlight for me because I've never been in an actual big cave before. And when the lady said, you want to experience true darkness, I thought, what is going on? And she turned the lights off. I seem to have conquered that fear. Now I look forward to it and I kind of want to go cave exploring. But just because of those opportunities, it's it's been a blast everywhere we've gone, seeing new places, new faces, and new things. And you get to represent a state that people aren't sure if it's in the Midwest, if we're Ohio, if we're Iowa, or who we are. So regardless of how misunderstood we are, I watched the Idaho Public Television program that they did on Rodeo in Idaho. And I was just so pleased to see you show up in it. That had to have been a cool process of of going through that uh, and actually having a, a spot on a TV show in your home state that's just about you. Yes, that was a huge blessing and opportunity. And when that came up, I actually met them at the Miss Rodeo Idaho pageant last year. They were doing some snippets of the pageant and the Snake River Stampede. And when they asked me if I would be willing to do a small segment of that, I felt so honored. And they came out to the house right after I'd gotten back from Vegas and we did the recording. And they're just such nice people, such great people. And what they're doing to help get the word out there about our sport in our state was just amazing. And to be a part of that was was huge. I was a little surprised Filer wasn't included in that. A kind of a, a special place to you because you spent how long as their rodeo ambassador? The Magic Valley Stampede there in Filer, Idaho, does an ambassadorship program. So they have asked me to come back year after year. And I had the opportunity to be their queen for five years, which I absolutely loved every second of it, getting to work and in the production. I got to go to the production meetings, be a part of the grand entry, entry coordination, I also coordinate the queens there and work directly with the stock contractor. And it's it's been a lot of fun. And I actually learned a lot that way, being involved in it firsthand. That really helped me as a queen, too, as an ambassador of the sport by getting to live it and do it firsthand like that. How have they responded to you being Miss Rodeo Idaho now? They are very excited and very happy. And they've also been huge supporters of me and huge sponsors. And they just helped me finish up a fundraiser here this last weekend that went insanely well. And I couldn't have done it without all of their help. I mean, they just helped me get to where I am today. And I love every one of them. They're a great rodeo community. Yeah. Uh, I imagine the roof's going to come off the place uh, when you're down there over Labor Day. I assume you're going to be down there over Labor Day weekend. I hope you are. Yes, I will definitely be here for my hometown rodeo. I'm very excited. I bet they're just thrilled at the prospect too. So 
Uh, I want to know what rodeos you're looking forward to this year, but I'm going to spot you Filer and Nampa. We can come back to those, but aside from those, because they're givens, right? (laughs) So we'll have a little bit of a lull and then things are really going to get cranking. As soon as they do, what's on your list? I'm very excited to hit as many rodeos as possible this summer. And of course, we'll we'll circle back to those two that you mentioned before. But one of the new PRCA rodeos here in Idaho is the Mackey Rodeo. And I'm very excited to make the trek up there. My family grew up going camping and hunting and fishing up there. So that'll be a lot of fun, as well as the salmon stampede and heading clear up to Coeur d'Alene. I get to see every part of my state. And that's that's a big honor as well. But outside of the state, I think I am most excited to head down to Guymon, Oklahoma. I hear from all of the past state queens just how much fun it is. And the family centered, the family around there is just amazing. And I can't wait to experience that myself. Yeah, I just talked to Haley Fredrickson a while back. And she was saying in her new role with the Cowgirl Channel, she gets to go down to Guymon. And she was all excited about the opportunity to go down and do that. So it's one that, that everybody talks about. For sure. I'm excited to be the next one to get to talk about it to the future girls. (laughs) With those in mind, then we're going to come back to how much work are you actually going to do at Filer this year? Because usually you are heavily involved in, like you said, you are part of the production, but now you're going to be there, but in a completely different role than you've ever known. What's that going to be like? That will be interesting for sure because I'm so used to kind of running like crazy that entire rodeo and now I get to enjoy it a little bit and I mean I enjoy it either way don't get me wrong but now I get to kind of sit back and let somebody else take the reins on a lot of the things but I'm going to still be helping coordinate the royalty just because that's kind of been my favorite part of that rodeo is getting to kind of handle that side of it and I just I mean of course I am one but I just love the rodeo queens and I love our job and what we do and it's very important and so I love to be a part of that and keep the grand entry flowing. And so I will still have that part of the job there. But as far as being a part of the production and everything, I'll still attend the meetings. So I know what's what's going on with the grand entry. But for sure, I will be taking a little bit of a, a step back from some of my regular duties, but not, not so different as it might have been in years past. That's actually been one of my favorite rodeos to go to. It, it was one of the biggest surprises for me. I wasn't sure what to expect the first time I went down there. And it absolutely blew me away. Of course, you got the Sankey stock, which is almost incomparable. These are these are NFR caliber horses and bulls. And you have top contestants from across the nation. And I don't know why. I guess I just wasn't expecting that in Filer. Yes. And being an NFR playoff series rodeo, we do get a lot of the bigger names as well, which is a huge draw in for spectators as well, because they get to come see the top rodeo cowboys and cowgirls compete right here in our hometown. It's a lot of fun. It's also a big paying rodeo, which really helps as you get down toward the end of the season. These cowboys and cowgirls are doing their best as they get to September. So, you know, that that added payoff really helps. Yes, for sure. Sometimes it comes down to you're riding that bubble seat, you're in that that 11th or 15th place, and those points could make all the difference, or that 15th or 20th spot, it could get you in that top 15 and send you to the NFR, or it could make all the difference in the world, for sure. Absolutely. So let's talk about Nampa, then, since I'm sitting in Nampa, and it's the big one for Miss Rodeo Idaho, right? Oh, yes, for sure. I've always looked forward to the Snake River Stampede. I've gone both as a spectator and being in the arena as a rodeo queen and being crowned in the dirt last year was, was a kind of a big deal in my life. It was just a dream come true. And 
to get to be a part of that rodeo is is just huge. It's I love being a part of rodeo. Like I said, being a part of the production at the Magic Valley Stampede, it's cool to see other rodeos and how they function, how they run. And the Snake River Stampede does an amazing job at that. The production there is just insane. And they bring in some of the best stock from Survey Championship Rodeo. And I love getting to spend time with all of the contestants as well. This is where we get to find out who will be the next Miss Rodeo Idaho. And they have so much for us to do, so many fun jobs. And I think my favorite is between a buckaroo breakfast and a signing autographs, just seeing the little smiling faces, because no matter where we go, no matter what we do, they're watching us at all times. And that's something that I hope all queens continue to remember, as well as anybody in general, no matter where you are, those little eyes are always watching. And they're little sponges. They absorb everything. So you have to be on your best behavior at all times, which as a radio queen, you should be anyway. But it's just, it's my favorite part of it, though. I My favorite memories from last year are from the Buckaroo Breakfast during pageant. It was fun. I got to hang out for those breakfasts. It's not fun always in the moment. It's just so early in the morning knowing how much work is ahead of you for the rest of the day. But still, <laughs> uh, it's a it's a true honor to be able to work there for me and I do enjoy the process thoroughly and you're right the the production there is second to none it is top quality and one of the coolest things is they let the rodeo queens they let uh Miss Rodeo Idaho and when she's in town Miss Rodeo America run back cattle during timed events and you are a cattle woman so uh this is this is going to be something awesome for you Yes, I really do enjoy pushing cattle out of the arena. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite perks of the job. I love the true job of a rodeo queen as well, but I definitely, growing up on a ranch and on a farm and going to brandings in the summers when I was in high school, I just, I love working cattle and being able to read them and reading livestock has always kind of been a favorite thing of mine. I don't know why it's probably weird, but I love getting to be in the arena and Plus, we get next to you, of course, being a photographer, we get some of the best seats in the house to watch some of those time events. We get to be right there, almost in the action sometimes, and it's a lot of fun. And it requires a lot of a lot of time practicing, though, to know the arena etiquette to push cattle as well. So there's a lot to it. It's almost a science in a way. Yeah, I've been trying to put together for a couple of years now. I'd really like to do a clinic for rodeo queens on working cattle in a rodeo arena. But the tricky part is then you have to get an arena, you have to get stock, you have to get, you know, you have to get some cattle to run through. You have to get some judges who are willing to take their time to explain to young ladies how this all works. No matter who I talk to and ask what the greatest honor of being a rodeo queen is, they almost always say it's pushing back cattle because that means you are trusted by the stock contractor, you're trusted by the committee, you're trusted by production, and that's a big deal. So since I have been completely unable to make this clinic happen, talk a little bit about that process. Maybe some of these young queens who might listen to this episode might have something to glean from you in the process. Yes. So being a spectator of the sport is a huge thing because you can watch each of those timed events, each of those roping events, and you can kind of judge by what's going on in the arena when the appropriate time is to move in on a cow when you're standing there. Most of the time, your stock contractor or your rodeo committee members will tell you exactly where to sit in there and ask questions because they'll tell you how they want it done. Sometimes they want it done a little differently than other rodeos may, but for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. And 
just knowing when the appropriate time is to move up, like in tie down roping, you don't want to move up too soon while that six seconds is being counted down for the calf to stay tied because you don't want to interfere with that process. And so just watching and being able to kind of read the arena from, from a spectator standpoint really helped me. So that way, once I'm in the arena, I kind of already had an idea of what, what I was up against, what I, what I was needed to do. And like I said, I just always ask questions. And for the most part, you're always pushing calves with someone who's done it before. Or if you aren't, then ask each other questions and, and don't be afraid to reach out and be like, hey, was I doing this right? How can I be better? Always, always ask, how can I do this and make it better? Because that's how you ultimately grow in the sport and as a queen. One of my least favorite things is sometimes I'll, I'll be in the arena and younger queens who are asked to push back cattle. You know, there's some standard spots where you're typically supposed to be up in the corner for the tie down or, you know, pretty close to the same spot for uh, bulldogging. There, there's some pretty typical places. And so they might come in looking a little bit confused and I'll, you know, point them over to the corner, you know, come and hang out behind me over here. The worst thing is just when the judge rides up to them and says, no, I want you down at the other end over there. And it's like, you know, it's it's his call. It's his thing. But yeah. <laughs> then I look dumb. So you, you never know because it, it might change from place to place where especially the official that's, you know, ultimately who it's up to might just put you somewhere different and take you out of your comfort zone. Yes. Sometimes he'll have you stand right with him too. That's always kind of interesting because sometimes the judges will, will tell you exactly what to do the first couple of times. And that's really helpful because then you're not left there wondering, but I've been in that situation before where you go to the corner where you thought somebody said you were supposed to be. And then the judge says, no, come over here. And all you do is smile and nod and you just go to your position and you're, you're ready to go because you know, you're in front of the, you're in front of the crowd. You're ready to go. You're ready to do your job and you have to be ready to go with the flow, roll with the punches. You never know what's going to happen. It is rodeo after all. That should be the motto of every queen. You never know what's going to happen. It is rodeo after all. You absolutely just never know. I imagine there have even been things this year that came up on you that that you weren't expecting. Yes, actually, I think most of that has been pretty self-explanatory as far as rodeo goes. But I think the biggest surprises have honestly been travel for me. Just being in attire everywhere I go. It's kind of been a surprise of the people you'll meet. You never know who you're going to meet on these experiences, whether it's in the airport, on the airplane, or at the rodeo itself, walking around the grandstands or just kind of checking things out. And I think that was kind of the bigger surprise for me is sometimes I, I don't really forget that I'm wearing the crown and the sash, but sometimes I wonder why are people staring? And then I go, oh yeah, I remember now because they don't always see rodeo queens. And so that brings up an, a wonderful opportunity. It opens a door to be able to talk to them about rodeo. But I think the biggest surprise in the rodeos themselves has just been how they're all so family oriented. Like I said before, and I kind of sound like a broken record sometimes, but it's not really, a, it shouldn't be a surprise, but it's amazing to see it everywhere you go, no matter what. It's always the same. It's it's one big family, and I just love that. And it's not like you're wearing a big metal plate on your head uh, that it tells everybody who you are, right? Right. And sometimes people will go, there's Miss Rodeo Idaho. And I'm like, oh, is that somebody I know? And then I'm going, oh, yeah, I have things that tell people who I am. I remember now. It's fine. <laughs> Hello, new friends. <laughs> you just reminded me of something really funny that happened last year. We had a community event in downtown Nampa here. And they asked if maybe some rodeo queens could show up and maybe some roping dummies, fun things to do that the rodeo queens could help kids with. And I I told them, certainly, you know, I could help them. I could find them some rodeo queens and I, I could have them show up in attire to help. 
And the look I got was the strangest response, just this silent look back at me, completely puzzled and quizzical. And I didn't know what I had said wrong until they asked, what kind of tire? No, not in a tire, (laughs) in a tire. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, sometimes I I have explained to people the same thing. They go, what do you mean a tire? And then I say, oh, well, as a rodeo queen, there's staples in our wardrobe that we tend to wear everywhere we go, whether it's our Montana silver jewelry, our Wrangler outfits. And it's it's always fun to get to explain that to people who maybe just didn't know that that was a thing. It's kind of fun, but that's awesome in a tire. <laughs> guess I was just going to roll them in in a big John Deere, something like that. I don't know, monster truck tire or whatever it was. That's a good way to make an entrance, I suppose. <laughs> one of the cool things about you you're a leather worker so and you're a remarkable leather worker thank you (laughs) you actually get to wear some of your own creations as you represent that has to be pretty fun to be able to do that yes for sure ever since i can remember when i was little and i could hold a pencil i've always sketched or drawn that was always kind of my thing and so when i turned 17 and my siblings and i I have two younger siblings like a brother and a sister we were all kind of bored and we decided we wanted to make our Christmas gifts that year. So my dad went and found his old 4-H leather working kit and brought it out for us and said, here you go, go wild. There's a book in there. It tells you how to do it. If you need any help, let me know. But, you know, it's just have fun with it. And so we all created a Christmas ornament for our parents. We each made one little thing and it kind of just sparked from there. I decided, oh, that was kind of fun. Maybe I can make a set of spur straps. So then I made a pair of spur straps and decided, well, Maybe now I can make a halter nose band. And it just kind of grew from there. And I've made all sorts of items. And yes, I've definitely made a lot of things that I get to wear on the road. One of my favorites was a jacket. And I don't know if you've seen this gray jacket, but I did leather work on the lapels on the collar and on the yoke on the jacket itself, on the blazer. And that's been one of my favorite items to wear. I wore it last year as a lady in waiting down to Las Vegas for the Miss Rodeo America pageant, as well as in the Miss Rodeo Idaho pageant last year. And on top of that, I also love to create cowboy cuffs or gauntlets. Those are kind of those are my favorite. Yes, I love this. I'll have to get you a pair one of these days for sure. That could be interesting to wear those out in rodeo arena. I could be the only photographer sporting a a pair of cuffs out there. (laughs) You know, I think that would be kind of cool. It's very, very traditional and very cowboy. I think it would be awesome to see for sure. And I love them just because of the history behind them too. They take take me right back to the roots of rodeo right back to cowboying and ranching and what kind of got it all started yeah absolutely uh i think it's funny to watch some rodeo photographers everybody has their style everybody has their thing to do so don't take this as criticism some of them have these gorgeous tooled straps that they use to to keep the cameras around their necks i don't like to use a neck strap for me it's not comfortable and i've actually had one fail on me and And yes, broke a lens doing that. So that was not a good day. It always amazes me some of these just super, super detailed and really amazing to look at leather straps. And and there's this little piece of me that is instantly jealous and then is like, no, I think the paracord around my wrist is probably going to get the job done just fine. (laughs) I almost think I'd have preferred the paracord too, just to keep it closer by, I don't know. I, I love the camera straps too. And I'm the kind of the same way when I see purse straps or 
the girls with the bags that have a, a fancy tool strap on their on their briefcase. Sometimes I'm kind of like, I kind of want one of those, but I kind of like my my system and my setup. And it's just kind of finding what works for you ultimately. But I can I can definitely see see where you're coming from on all of that for sure. Are you going to tool your own photo album for end of the year? I'm thinking about it. I'm going to get started on that here pretty quick so that I can get that part kind of done and set off to the side. And then I can just start filling the book with pictures for sure. That's one of my one of my goals. So that way I can make something I take with me to America. Well, one of my goals is to get you some to put in there. So between you and me, we might just make this work. Perfect. I look forward to that. And you take such amazing photos. So I look forward to seeing what you come up with every time. Oh, I try. I try. <laughs> you know, Lydia, it's actually really been my honor to have followed you around in a sense for the past few years from rodeo to rodeo and to be able to take so many photos of you and provide memories of the different rodeos and the different events that we've both ended up at. And I see the hard work that you've put into the title. So I want folks listening to know something. There is no video on this podcast. I do not record video. Lydia showed up in her leather shop, in her sash and crown, in attire, not a radio belted, but in attire. Lydia takes this very, very seriously. And one of the things with me recording this podcast, of course, I talk to every rodeo queen and I know that you've all put the work in to be where you are, but it's different with this episode, it's different with you because I've firsthand watched you and I'm affirming now to everybody listening as well as to you that I recognize and value the hard work, the dedication, the determination. I am proud of you. That means the absolute world to me. Thank you so much, Thomas. And and like you said, you've been there for my entire queen journey. I mean, you've kind of seen where I started and where I am now. And, and I'm glad to be able to take everyone on this journey with me and see what happens next, for sure. I'm just very blessed and honored. And that all means, like I said, it just means so much to me. Thank you. I mean every word of it very, very sincerely. So I hope that you know that. So thank you. <laughs> all right. So it always comes back around to one thing on Shoot Talk. It always comes around to the same question, doesn't it? And that is, what is one thing that you wish people knew about rodeo or rodeo queening or any combination of the above, something that you want to take to people and make sure that they understand? I definitely want to reiterate that it is a big family, whether it's rodeo, rodeo queening, all together as a whole. We all function together as one big family and you never know who is going to have an impact on your life. And as rodeo queens, we have the opportunity to, and this is why my platform is Ride With Me, we have the opportunity to impact people's lives in a positive way. And I want people to know that no matter what, there's always somebody there for them. And in rodeo, we see that. We see people there helping each other, lift each other up. Quite often, especially rough stock riders, you'll see them helping each other get on their horse or on their bull and get set ready to ride. And that is huge. And in queening especially, I mean, you've seen this, and I'm sure you photographed it as well other families become our families and we all become one big one big happy family you see girls helping each other do each other's hair makeup you see them helping put bell boots on their horses i mean they help each other with everything and i want people to see that that, that this is a sport that we all want to see each other succeed and do well and we want to uplift each other and 
see each other succeed ultimately. Yeah, what's that saying? I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up, but real queens straighten each other's crowns. Uh, something to that extent. Uh, a rising tide lifts all ships, and so ultimately, we're all in this thing together. Yes, for sure. And I think we saw that, especially with the last couple of years that we've we've had with between COVID and everything that way, we've seen everybody come together and, and come together as a big family, make everything happen. And not only that, but another thing I think I would like them to know about rodeo in general is just, especially the PRCA, they have a huge commitment to the proper care and treatment of their livestock. And that's been a huge misconception. I want people to know that my horse, for example, is probably better taken care of than I take care of myself sometimes, <laughs> as far as her nutrition and the grooming that she gets and everything. She just, she's better taken care of than I am sometimes. And I want people to see that, that we put in the work and the time to care for those animals, those livestock, they're rodeo athletes right alongside with us. And we're working together with that 1200 pound horse who has a mind of its own or that, you know, 2000 pound bull or whatever the case, we have to work with those animals as well. And I want them to know that, that there's a lot of commitment that goes behind all of that, a lot of care. And there are so many rules dedicated to making sure that everybody treats those animals properly. Yeah, I kind of wish I could live the life of a bucking horse sometimes. That looks just plain cushy. Yes, and I mean, they only have to work for, what is it they say, a, a couple of minutes their entire life total. They only have to buck for eight seconds, and they don't have to. They love it. And I've seen so many videos where they've shown that, where the, if the horse doesn't want to, they just simply don't. It's just, it's something that's bred into them and that they do and that they enjoy and love thoroughly. And I think that would be a great life as well. You get to You get to work for eight seconds, and then you get to go nap and hang out and and plus you get some of the best feet around i mean what more could you want right yeah one of my favorite things is getting to hang out with the bailey bucking horses and feed them apple treats <laughs> uh right out of my hand it's like you know that that looks amazing yeah it, i mean eight seconds these short round horses don't even buck all week so they're out for their eight and they might be well down the road before they they ever come out again yes for sure and then phenom genetics has a bull named bad beagle and i will never forget this bull because we have an event during the Twin Falls County Fair called the Chicks and Chaps, which is a breast cancer benefit similar to the Stampede for the Cure. And we were sitting back there in this bowl. They keep him there because he loves his job of bucking cowboys off during the rodeo, but he loves even more getting attention from all of us behind the scenes. I have so many photos with that bull, and I love sitting there and just giving him all the scratchings and the lovings. And I mean, that sounds pretty rough, doesn't it? He just gets all the attention from all those ladies back there during that event. <laughs> he, he definitely loves the attention. We give him treats and, and all the loves, and he's just great, and it's amazing. I know this bull quite well. In fact, <laughs> um, I have I have photos of plenty of contestants, you know, giving attention to that bull. I'm such a huge fan of the the rodeo animal athletes, and uh, it's it's such an honor to be able to work around really some of the best in the business. And and now you get to expand, and you get to go beyond some of the the local rodeos here, where we do get to see a handful of some of the very best. But now you're going where, you know, you're seeing all of the very best. I think what really stands out to me is you can see when a bucking horse really knows and loves their job, a bull as well. I was in Grand Island, Nebraska, and I come from a family of bareback riders. So bareback riding is probably my favorite event, not going to lie. 
but there was a horse that came out of the chute and you know when that rider and that horse are in perfect time and balance in this dance that they get to do for eight seconds when that horse doesn't hardly move he bucks in place and just flows and his back feet just pop and it's just picture perfect and i'm sure that's a photographer's dream when that horse just basically like poses oh yes and that horse bucked. I don't think he moved 20 feet once he got out. And I mean, he took two jumps out of the chute and then just set up just beautifully. And that's something that I've enjoyed seeing everywhere I go is when you see that. I mean, not every horse is the same. Of course, they all have a different way of bucking, a different personality, if you will. But that was just that was my favorite moment so far was watching that cowboy and that horse just in perfect timing and balance. That was amazing. And he got a good score as well. And I mean, it all comes down to the timing of the movement of the feet and the the horse and the judges and the scores, but from a queen standpoint across the area, that was, that was just beautiful to watch. Yeah. That really is one of my favorite things. If it happens turned toward me, if it happens turned the other way, it is one of my least favorite things. It's so frustrating uh, when all I get to see is, is hooves. Although there was a fun one. So Ben Anderson's arena record setting ride on Womanizer of Survey last year at Nampa. The shot that I got from the front, you can actually see the sole of his hoofs. He's kicking up so high behind him. You can actually see the sole of his hoof looking head on. It's it's mm-hmm. crazy. Yes, they, they for sure love their job. And, and you've captured some amazing moments. I have to say, I love your interactive photos on your page where you have to, you click the photo and you can just see the, the whole thing on your phone screen. That's amazing. And it's really cool to see that from the front side of the horse, being able to see, to see his frogs back there. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. All right, my friend, where can people follow your journey as Miss Rodeo Idaho as you roll on through the year? If you have Facebook or Instagram, you can follow me in both places under Miss Rodeo Idaho Inc. And those are where I will be keeping everybody updated. You can find Tater Pig updates on there as well. And follow me throughout this year as I'm going to be traveling the Gem State and beyond. Well, I cannot wait to see where this year takes you. I'm just as thrilled as I could possibly be that you're wearing that sash and you're wearing the crown with the three Idahos and that you get to be a part of one of those Idahos now. Uh, and pretty soon you'll be a part of, well, you'll, pretty soon you'll be a part of all three. I guess you're part of two, aren't you? Because you're the present and the future. This is getting confusing. <laughs> anyway, you get to represent the state of Idaho and you get to represent some of the best rodeos in the world. I'm so excited for you. And thank you so much for taking the time to come on to share a little bit about your work and a little bit about your heart and just let people know who Lydia Rose Miller is. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. And I had an absolute blast this morning visiting with you and getting to share some of my story and what we all love about the greatest sport on earth, in my opinion. I will see you at the next one, my friend. Sounds like a plan. We'll see you there. See ya. Friends, if you want to help make Shoot Talk the best show it can possibly be, I wonder if you'd recommend it to your friends on social media. Maybe drop them a link with an episode you like. Maybe the episode with Mr. Rodeo Idaho 2023, Lydia Rose Miller. You can also leave a review, leave some stars, and rate the show. You can consider becoming a sponsor like Canyon West Guitars today. We appreciate them. And you can help promote rodeo by purchasing your prints or a copy of my book, Beyond the Tiara, Real Life Rodeo Queens. It's all available at my website, tduncanphoto.com. And friends, if there's one thing I'd have you remember today, it would be this. 
There are no surplus people on earth, and you are here for a reason. You are loved, important, valued, and necessary. We weren't put on earth to ride alone, so if you do one thing, please let it be this. Take care of each other. I'm Thomas, and this is Shoot Talk. (laughs) 